0: Turn in your Bibles to the 12th chapter of John's Gospel tonight. While you're doing that, I'll share a couple of things with you and bring us up to this point. We've been studying spirit, soul, and body. We found out that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, and you're created in God's image, in His class. We are created, man was created to be the associate and the companion and deity He was created in God's class. He was not created in the animal class, and he was not created naturally above God. And he certainly wasn't created in the angel class. He was created in God's image, in God's class. He fell and subordinated himself at the feet of of a fallen angel and put himself in a position below God, below the angels, and then in a position of, of almost as low as the animal kingdom. But then there came a man named Jesus, thank God And the Bible said he was exalted even above the angels And at his resurrection, hallelujah He was put in that position of having all dominion And all power and all might placed beneath his feet And then every man that has accepted him Has been put in that place of authority with him As a co-heir and a co Son of God with him, the Bible calls us joint heirs with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In a position once again above the angels, in a position once again in the household of God. Now then, we begin studying the development of the recreated human spirit of the born-again man. We realize we can develop the body. We realize we can develop the mind. But we very little realize that we could develop this this human spirit, this reborn human spirit, science has called it the subconscious mind. But he is not the subconscious mind, he is the ever-conscious mind. It is the man that is beyond mind, beyond mental power, beyond the operation of the operations of mind and intellect. He is the eternal man, the hidden man of the heart, the Bible calls him. You are a spirit and you have a soul and you live in a body. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we read the verses of Scripture where it said, I pray that the God of peace will sanctify you wholly, completely. Your whole spirit, soul, and body, and He is faithful to do it until the Lord returns. Thank God. We've also studied the first step. Practice love and operate in faith, or practice love and faith. Begin to live by faith. That will help you develop the spirit man. We studied the fact that meditation in the Word of God, not just studying the Word, but meditating in it, allows this man to receive knowledge from God. We're spoken to in the book of Colossians and told that we can know the will, the wisdom, and the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. And it is not a mental wisdom, it's not a mental knowledge, it's not a mental understanding of God. There are a lot of men that have, some men have the Bible memorized and still don't know anything about God. They don't know God, don't know how. Some man said, why, he's just a walking Bible, he's no such thing. He may have a lot of head knowledge, but my brother, and if he does not have it in that spirit man, that man on the inside, he'll never have anything but a religion. And religion won't pay the bill, brother, when you got your back up against the wall. I can tell you that right now. It won't do the job. It won't get you through. Nothing in this planet will except the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of God. And the only way you can get that's from him. If he just threw that information out for anybody to have the devil take it and operate with it and use it and render the the people of God helpless, but he can't do it, praise the Lord. He's bound from it, and the Bible says that godly wisdom is hidden for God's people. Not from them, for them, hallelujah. So as we meditate in the Word of God and think about it and think about it with a mind made up to operate on it and act on it and receive as you, as you go through this wonderful, marvelous book, I tell you what, how, how many volumes do you suppose are in the Library of Congress? You go write a book and get a Library of Congress number and it's a big, you know, you can't hardly really get it all on the front page. 13,452,000 or something like that. You know, astronomical volumes of books in the Library of Congress. Isn't that true? And they hadn't said it all yet. They have not covered the spectrum of humanity yet. Billions after billions of untold astronomical dollars worth of paper, books, and time and effort. Thank God there's a lot of them that are good. All of them are not, but some of them are. Praise the Lord. But here's one, folks, that covers the entire spectrum of human existence in 66 volumes. (laughs) Could nobody but God do that? And you'll never find out what it says from Genesis 1 to the last dot on the page of Revelation until you meditate in it and find out what happened there and how God operated and what he had to say. But I'll tell you, friend, let me tell you something. You can get in on the greatest thing that any man that ever walked, including Jesus, could operate in because it's the Holy Spirit of God. And as you spend time in this old book, as you begin to listen to it and read it and think about it and work with it and and understand it, by the Spirit of God, He'll begin to show you things that absolutely astound the thinkers of the ages because they're all hunting the truth and you started out on it. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Praise the Lord. And every great thinker always wound up at the same spot. I don't know nothing. And one of I read after did. I finally got tired of it. You know, you wade through all that ridiculous mess. It's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. You can start in on, you know... Uh, all this whole bunch and just starting right down the line. Somebody like Aristotle and, and all of those Greek cats, you know, and, and all that. And their homes weren't broken up and some of them so squarely couldn't anybody live with them. Well, now, you know he couldn't know much. And he starts in out here, I think this. And we have this theory that shows us this. And we're this and we're that. Of course, we're modern, you know. And we come on down the line here and out here at the end one great psychiatrist to be the considered to be the Aristotle of the 20th century. One of the great thinkers wrote in his final hour on a piece of paper I have come to the conclusion that nobody knows and can't anybody find out (laughs) and that I have failed And that there is no such thing as knowledge. And wrote a bunch of bunk like that and dropped his head over and died. (laughs) 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of nothing. There's another man wrote a message right before he died. An apostle of God. And said... I fought the fight, I kept the faith, I got the reward, and it's worth it, worth it. His name was Saul of Tarsus till God got a hold of him, changed his name to Paul, preached the gospel on two continents, more than that, preached all over the known world, walked, worked, preached and lived, praised God and got killed about five times. He said, Brother, and the things we are sharing are the wisdom of and the knowledge of God. Isn't that great? Isn't that, great? that better than, well, we found out there ain't nothing. You don't get there unless you begin to meditate in the word of God. See, this doesn't contain God's word. It is his word. The words of God. God released his faith in every word that's printed on these pages. And he never did come and say, now, wait a minute. I'm changing things. He always spoke his word through the heart and consciousness of a man. And what he said in that man's heart made that man free. And that man went free and wrote it down in the book. Praise God. It set somebody free. Every word that he ever wrote set somebody free. Not some freak someplace that's beyond humanity, but God made every man free, including Jesus. And he said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free, praise God. Oh, listen, i tell you, I'm excited about this business. We talk about then the third step, practice the word. Put it into motion. What you get out of the word of God, operate on it and expect God to do just the way he ever did. I began to find out, you know, I ought to act like Jesus. Somebody said, you can't act like Jesus. I can try. The word says in the book of Ephesians, just as plain as you can say, it said be a follower of God. I found out from the Greek text, it says the the Greek word follower, the translated follower is a Greek word spelled M-I-M-E-T-E-S. I don't know how Greek says it, but we get our word imitate from it. I know how to say that. Uh, That we get our word "mimic" from it. I know what that means. It says imitate God. As little children, imitate their parents. That's what it says. Imitate God. Well, if you've seen Jesus, he said you've seen God. You've seen the Father. Go act like him. I can't do that. Yes, you can. And you know what will happen? When you do, the Spirit of God acts just like he did when Jesus acted that way. He said it's the Father that dwelleth within me. He doeth the works. Glory to God Go to acting like him Act on the word That's what he did Act on the word Act on the word Said I wouldn't be Why brother Copeland I, I couldn't do that Yes you can Because Jesus is interceding For you in heaven And he said you can He said you can He ever maketh intercession for us And when you begin to act On the word of God You see you bring him on the scene You bring him on the scene No friend You don't have to perform the word All you have to do is believe it And act like it's so some people are beginning to act like a New Testament. So, some people are beginning to act like you know Jesus changing the water to wine will work. Oh, they need it all. Praise the Lord! <laughs> Isn't that true? You see, all they did, you gathered up over and act like this thing's true, and the Holy Ghost act like just like He acted when they gathered up before. Same Holy Ghost. He was at both places. It works. It works. It works. It works. I've been preaching this for 10 years, and some people look at me so funny, but I don't care. It works anyway. Just go on and do it, praise the Lord. It works. I, I had it working for me when I was in college. And, you know, it was the strangest thing. They didn't figure I ought to be able to do that. I hadn't graduated yet. <laughs> that's the truth. Now, listen, you think I'm kidding but that's the truth. They didn't figure I ought to be able to do that. You ought not be getting your prayers answered. You? I mean, you hadn't got any degree. And you know what some of them want me to do? Want me to go back in the Army. Back in the Army. Here I was 30 years old, the wife and two children. (laughs) Back in college, and some of my Holy Spirit-filled professors, I almost said possessors. That's about what (laughs) almost (laughs) was. Said this to me. Said, don't take religion. Said, take something else so you'll be well-rounded. I said, I'm round as I won't get I haven't been out there once. I've already been there. I don't care about getting around her and going back and doing it again. I failed. They said, well, yeah, but see, if, if you go on and get your degree, and that way you could be an army chaplain. You could go in the army, and you never have to worry about nothing to eat. No, just get shot. I don't to go to army. I knew what I was called to do. I said, man, don't tell me that. I'm not going over there. Or well, what are you going to do? I'm going to believe God. Oh, well, you know. It wasn't long till that same man found me in the library one day. He's a PhD. Found me in the library crying said, my God, man, pray. I need help. Now, there's no difference between he and I. He's a man, an honest man, called to God and filled with the Spirit of God, intelligent, hard-working man, spent many long hours of hard work and study getting to that point where he was. But the only difference between he and I, I began to decide to stand on that New Testament and act like it was so. And he never had yet. He was still working with other books. That's the only difference. I prayed and God healed him. Now, see, he could have prayed just the same. Amen. As we begin to practice the Word, acting on the Word, living the Word, whatever it says, I'm going to do it, praise God. When it says, by his stripes ye were healed, it's talking to me. When it says that, that uh, you, you can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth us, then bless God, I'm the strengthened and I can do anything. It begins speaking to me, speaking to me, speaking to me, practicing the Word of God. Number four, give the Word first place in your life. Now, let's think here a minute. You are a spirit. God is a spirit. Ephesians 5, 1 says to imitate God. He is a spirit. You are a spirit. And He has said in His Word, in the 138th Psalm, the second verse... He has magnified His Word even above His name. He's put His Word in a place of superiority and it is settled both in heaven and in earth, the Bible said. Well, now, doesn't it make good sense that if if He's a spirit and you are a spirit and you're created in His class and He's God and He's magnified His Word even above His name, then you ought to do the same thing. You ought to put his word first place in your life. That's his word. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Don't lean to what you can figure and what you can say. Some men say, well, now, Brother Copeland, I'll tell you this business where you preach, no man owe anything but to love him. I'll tell you, you know, there's some of us can't do that. I didn't write the Bible. Don't get on me. He just said, Don't do it. That's all I'm telling you. You do what you think's right. Do whatever you want to. That's what you're going to do anyway. Yes, Brother Copeland, but you know, some of us businessmen, there's nowhere in the Bible did it say that it means everybody but businessmen. There's one old boy come telling me that one night. He said, Yes, but you don't understand. He said, uh, You see, I can take just a little amount of money and I can stretch it into great things for God. He wasn't doing it for God. If he'd doing it for God, he wouldn't have been in that near a hurry because God's already worth more than him. I'm very serious. And I crawled him about it under the anointing of God. Yes, he said, I know it says, oh, no man, anything but to love him. But you see, he said, what that actually means is that if I keep my payments made on time, then I don't really owe anybody. I said, that's the most foolish bunch of type you ever threw at me and expect me to believe that. I said, let me go see you do that to your banker and turn in a financial statement that says you don't have any liabilities because all your notes are made. I said, why you that squirrely? They won't know how much you hadn't paid yet. They won't know how much, how much are you in debt? How many liabilities you got? Oh, I don't have any. They're all, my notes are even. They said, look, fella, you don't understand the system. We want to know how much you hadn't paid yet. Next month, you may not have your note paid, and we won't know where we stand. Don't feed God something that a banker won't buy. Because you have to remember the man we're dealing with. God is Jewish (laughs) <laughs> and he's smarter than that I guarantee you You go tell one of the sons of Abraham That down hit the first federal And see how far you get brother they, You know what they'll, they'll, they'll put you up for funny farm <laughs> And here's a full grown man Been in business all these years Sitting there trying to make me believe that Wow well, that's the biggest bunch of stuff I ever heard That's almost bad it's Making me want to go in back in the army That's silly God knows it, and you know it, and I know it. See, he's just trying to con God. He's trying to put himself on, go and do what. He said, I don't know how to operate that. I said, why didn't you say that an hour ago? Why didn't you say that an hour ago? God God recognizes that. See, God's not a dummy. He knows you don't know how. That's the reason he had the Spirit of God write that book where you find out how. See, you've been studying for 30 years the wrong system. You've been studying the world system. And frankly, it'll work for a while. But brother, when that system gets in trouble, you're in trouble right along with it. And he's one of them. He was struggling and trying trying to make it on some areas and was bombed. And he said to me, he said, I don't understand how come God got me in this situation. It wasn't God that did it. He's fighting the wrong system. Didn't know anything about that other system, see? But here's some guys like Abraham and Solomon. That Solomon knew God's system. uh, See, God offered him anything he wanted. He didn't say, show me how the world's financial system works. He said, give me some wisdom. So he did, and then he saw through God's system. And he put God's system to work, and it outshined that other system so bad that even when the other system was in trouble, he didn't care. He had a better system working for him. Listen, the world's system can go bankrupt. The world's banks can be depression. They can go into inflation. They can do anything. But, brother, my bank doesn't have thieves in it. My bank is the treasure house of heaven, and he's, I never caught him broke yet. And I know how to get my money out of there. That's the trouble. A lot of you got a big account and can't write the check. i tell you what, you might as well be broke if you can't get the thing out of the bank. The only way you're ever going to do it is get a hold of God's word and find out how to do it and begin to practice it and lean not to your own understanding but to him. And when I made up my mind to never be in debt again was when I owed more than I ever owed in my life and no practical income, no way of seeing any how to get any. And I just stood there before him and I said, bless God, I'm through with it. I'm going to learn this system, praise the Lord. If it takes my lifetime, I'm going to learn how this one operates. Mistakes? Oh, 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 you can't imagine. I fouled it up so many times. It looked like I was going the other way. It looked like I going to have to pay to learn it. But Jesus said, a man hears my word and says, a man that digs in a rock and lays his foundation. Can you dig in a rock? You ever try to dig in a rock? You take your pick and try to dig your foundation in that rock thing, bounce back in your face. But he said, dig it, dig it, dig it. Just keep pounding at it. Praise God, one of these days when you least expect it, your pick'll stick. <laughs> there you stay. You're breaking into that rock, praise God. You're beginning to learn a little something. Getting to learn a little something. You begin to think, well, praise God. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I'm beginning to learn something here. Praise the Lord. And after a while, you get a house built that when the flood hits it and beats against it vehemently, Jesus said, that flood shall not shake that house. And you're just standing there in the storm saying, praise God. I'm here in my house, you know. And them other fellas washing down the river. Jesus didn't say the house would just fall. He said the fall of their house would be great. I said, what does that mean, Lord? He said, that means it'd just fall all over the place. I've seen some of that, haven't you? Some good-looking financial structures. It just fell all over the place. It didn't just fall down. Everybody saw it fall and talked about it. The same storm hit the house that's built on the rock. What is the rock? The Word of God. The Word of God. Jesus said this. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you. Now listen. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father, on this rock will I build my church. On what? Information revealed by the heavenly Father. Oh, glory to God. Peter didn't understand it either. Until after the day of the Holy Spirit came, and then he did. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He began to see what Jesus was talking about when he said the spirit of truth has come. He'll lead and guide you in all the truth and he'll take the things of mine. And he'll show them to you. He said all that the father has of mine. And I say again, he'll take the things of mine and he'll show them to you. And the apostle Paul wrote later on to the church at Corinth. And he said, I hath not seen nor ear heard what God has in store for those that love him. But he hath revealed them to us by his spirit. Hallelujah. He's revealed it to us by his spirit. Praise the Lord. You see, folks, we got an inside track on heaven through Jesus, through his word. And as God begins to reveal his word right in here, this spirit man begins to hear God's word. You begin, you know, you mentally read along here and, and you come along. Some here, sometimes you read reading along here And you think, yeah, mm-hmm, uh-huh And you just keep reading And one day you read along and you say, wow Where's that been? And you run, grab the telephone you say, hey, look what I found in the Bible Somebody said, uh-huh, mm-hmm That boy's gone nuts Flipped his lid over religion Well, how come he don't ever get sick? Poor boy don't you ever read anything else don't you ever read the funny paper (laughs) i'll tell you right frankly folks. dick tracy can't do a thing for me (laughs) jesus is my man jesus is my man i'm reading along here fun i say wow look at that where'd i get that right in here there's two kinds of knowledge one of them is sense knowledge That's knowledge gained Through the five physical senses 99, 9, percent of every, every Learning institution on earth Is built around that What we can get through These five physical sense gates But revelation knowledge Is knowledge that is revealed By the spirit of God To the spirit of a man Proverbs twenty twenty-seven says That the heart of man Is the candle of God That's where the light comes The Bible says The entrance of his word Bringeth light The entrance of his word Puts light in that man And he begins to walk in there, you see. Praise the Lord. He begins to walk in the Spirit. He begins to operate over there in the world that controls this one. And people say, I'll tell you one thing, that's the luckiest rascal I ever saw in my life. (laughs) You know, he's always lucky. I don't understand his religion. No, you wouldn't. But he sure is lucky. One man said to me one time, said, you're a nut. I said, well, you know, (laughs) uh, whatever you think right, and he said, well, you're a nut. No question about it. He said, you, you're nutty enough to pray over a parking place. I said, well, man, I never go to town without praying over a parking place. He said, I know it. I know it. You're absolute nut. You're a nut. I said, no, sir. I park. You're the nut that drives around the block. Praise the Lord. That's the truth. That's absolutely so. Absolutely so. Praise the Lord. So. We need to give the Word of God first place in our lives. We need to to learn how to operate in the 112th Psalm that says that that man is established. His heart is established and it is fixed. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord, and he's not afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. It's established. Now, what's your heart established in? Some of you got a lot of faith in sickness and disease. Believe in it Yes you do You believe in it Now brother Copeland I do not I believe in healing Oh really you really do Let me see you send one of your kids out on a real cold day Without his coat on Well yeah but but That's what I thought I remember one time I had just caught sight of this And you see mama dealt with me so long Bless her heart She and Daddy sitting right over there, praise God. You've heard people talk about her. She absolutely pray heaven and earth slap together. You know, just pray it shut if she wants to. She can pray. She learned how praying for me. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's honest to God truth. The the Lord led her into the Holy Ghost while she is praying for me. He led her. See, she was in a jam, and she kept praying, praise God, 15 years time. 15. 15 years she prayed for me And after I got saved you know About 3 months later my wife and I got Saved filled with the Holy Ghost She said down there one day she said This has been absolutely the driest 3 months I ever had in my life Spirit she said I ain't got nothing to pray about <laughs> That's the truth She actually said that Well The 5th step is to Instantly obey the voice Of your own spirit Instantly obey the voice Of your own consciousness. The voice of your conscience, you see, that inward witness, that small voice on the inside, that's you. That's your spirit man. That's you. That's you. And you need to learn to instantly obey that voice. Don't violate it. Don't violate it. Even when your mind and all other things around you tell you, do something else, go do that over there. You know everybody, all the people, your own head, all your judgment, everything tells you, but right down in here, they keep something saying, don't do that, don't do that. That'll get you into trouble, don't do it. And you go on do it anyway, I can promise you trouble. We need to learn to instantly obey the voice of the hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart. Ask God. He'll reveal it to you. He said in his word, my sheep know my voice. That's the voice of God. Any born again man you see is right in his heart. You know you can be right in your heart and wrong in your head. I said you can be right in your heart and wrong in your head. Most of us have been at one time or another. Praise the Lord But thank God By getting in the word And doing these other four stations And begin to instantly obey the voice Of that inward man Then you can be put in a place Where absolutely God can speak to your heart And expect you to move accordingly Amen Praise the Lord Praise God Thank you Jesus Praise the name of the Lord God Praise you Jesus Thank you Father Now then, let's talk a moment about the difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of your spirit. How does this voice come? How does it operate? Does it operate with the ears on the physical head or does it function and operate someplace else? It operates and it functions inside here, in the heart. It doesn't function in these ears on the head. Now you see, God has blessed us with His Word written on paper so we can hear His voice with the ears on our head. That's what this is for, for our eyes and our ears. We can handle this and see it and feel it. This is God's voice in the natural world. And Jesus is preaching when He said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. They, began, they They all had ears on their head, didn't they? Unless there's something wrong with them, you know most of them did anyway. All right, now we're at the, at the book of John. Let's turn over there now. I want to read the thing I told you to open up to tonight. The 12th chapter of John. And let's read along here, starting with about verse um, 20. All right, let's just read the 28th verse. It says what we want to say. Father, glorify thy name. Jesus is talking to God, see. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. The people thought it thundered. Now, some of you have been saying, Oh, I wish God to talk to me. I wish I could hear his voice. How many times do you reckon he did and you thought it thundered? Now see, those people out there had ears. God is a spirit. Can you imagine what it takes for God to cause his voice to be heard in the earth when he is physically all that many miles away, wherever heaven is, beyond this planet, beyond the natural world, in the world of the spirit? Now he's done it. But you know he has to be careful when he does it. And he has to be careful about what he says. He says. Because the force and the volume With which he would speak Is exactly the same force And the same volume That created this planet Now there were times he said This is my beloved son Hear him Other times he Said something like this I'll tell you this is is a loaded statement It's got to be Saul of Tarsus was riding along And Bam! on his face he went. Jesus said. Now you see, Jesus physically, he heard this with his ears. The other men were there, heard something. They didn't know what it was. So it was a physical sound as well as a spiritual sound. If you had been there, you'd heard something. You probably wouldn't have heard what he said. No more than you'd have heard what he said that day. Some people said, well, an angel must have said something. But they didn't know what it said. But Jesus told them exactly what he said. He was tuned to that voice. He could hear it. See? Jesus said why persecutest thou me And did you ever notice when he said that He didn't say Paul or Saul Why persecutest thou the church Or why persecutest thou the Christians He said why persecutest thou me Boy he took that personal didn't he He took it personal He said you, you're, you're doing it to me You've done this thing to me. Boy, when I saw that, praise God, I began to see that everything Satan was trying to throw at me, Jesus took it personal. It's personal. Amen. Amen? And everybody else around there ran off because of the noise. What we need to know is the voice of God, and we need to learn it by getting in His Word and meditating in here because He'll never say anything that isn't like this. This is His Word and His will. And He's not going to say something later that's one, in His Word one way and His will another. You can't do that. One or the other of them be a lie. See, And I have found that, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and none of the rest of them up there speak a little beast in English unless that's the only thing I'll listen to. I found out He can speak Texas talk. I can understand him. Speaks like me. He can handle that right well. He can handle that Elizabethan stuff. Boy, I tell you, he can talk that. That's probably because of Elizabeth. (laughs) I don't know. If that's the only thing I'm going to hear is the these and the thousands and the yees and so forth, then that's the way he'll speak because he's wanting to get through to you. But I have found he won't cross this. He won't cross this and when I got into this and began to meditate in this then I began to hear his voice and I began to think you know that's God that's God that's God, that's like what he said over here that's what, like he said over here, that's like what he told him, that's what, like he told him and I began to walk in that you see and I, I, I was coming along pretty good and I had asked God, I said reveal to me your voice, I want to hear your voice, I want to know your voice I want to hear the voice of God I don't want to hear that false prophecy that phony voice that the devil's got I said your word says to roll my works over on you and you'd cause my thoughts to be established, I said that's what I want I'm rolling that work on you but I want to know that I want to hear that voice I learned a couple of things one of them was this his purposes have never changed and when he speaks on the inside of a man when you hear the voice of God where your own personal life is concerned you will hear it through the voice of your own consciousness and there'll be in there sometimes something you just say well bless God I just knew I just knew I knew that I knew What I knew I just knew Because I knew it Or somebody would say uh, I put out a fleece Boy I don't know How come it didn't work But there's just something On the inside me Said when I did that I ought not done that But that fleece Went the other way Well you see You threw something out In the natural world To be led by And you invited Satan To have equal Run with God and really quite frankly, God's a little bit uh, or more than a whole lot fed up with that Because you see, Gideon wasn't dealing with God He was dealing with an angel And he wasn't raised in the home of God All his brothers and his daddy and all the rest of them worship Baal He didn't know anything about God And here you are, a Christian, trying to use the same methods to deal with God That this man was dealing with an angel on And give Satan an equal shot at what you're supposed to do and you'll wind up never being where God wants you that way. But when you go before God and say, "God, I'll hear your voice. You said your sheep would know my voice. Now I'm 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 waiting for an answer on this in the name of Jesus." And you ju- you say, "Well, right then I just knew. I knew what to do. Act on that." Say, "But what if it isn't right?" Well, then God's responsible. Give him credit for no more about it than you do. And if you went the wrong way, praise God, he's bigger than that. He can get you back. Operate in faith and listen. Now, you'll notice that as you begin to minister to somebody else, there'll be times you'll hear God speak up and say, do this, say this, do that. See, God will speak up and say, anoint her with oil. But we hadn't got any oil I didn't say that I said anoint her See Are you following that He didn't say If you got any oil anoint her He said anoint (laughs) That means Get something and pour on And he said do it with oil Well now the, the very minute he spoke See somebody took his lead And said we'll do it And there wasn't any oil That didn't stop God nor them well, now that same thing be repeated in any area when you make up your mind to obey God and do what he says do. You can function in there and listen to this man in here. Listen to this man in here. And you're fixing to walk into something here and that guy in there says, wait a minute, go to scratching at you right in there. You get back. Get back. You'll never learn till you go. You'll never know till you go. You'll never hear it until you begin to operate. I was making tapes one night when I first went into this ministry. The Lord told me to make tapes. I was doing that. I didn't think anybody buy them. and I bought tape recorders and put it together. I didn't know I didn't even know how to turn a tape recorder on. You ought to seen me sitting out in the middle floor with that thing and reading that book. I almost became a sound expert by the time I got very far along in this ministry because I had to learn how. wasn't anybody there to show me? And it was just me and the Lord, brother. I mean, we got after it. And I was sitting there and turned those tape recorders on and I got out there and some people did order those tapes and I'd spend two or three weeks at a time making those things one at a time, man. You know, and I sat there day and got finally just get just nearly wall-eyed watching that tape recorder run. Night after night after night. I figured if they bought any, they might buy four or five. In the first place I offered them, they bought 75. In the next place, they bought 96 tapes. And here I was making them one at a time, you know. Oh, oh I just, that tape reel just get to where it just nearly run together. And I sat there one day I had prayed this, and now I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this step by step by step so that you can take the same thing. The principle is all the same. I don't care who you are. It's the same God. I had prayed, and I said, God, I want to know the voice of Satan. I don't want to follow that voice. I want to know your voice. Well, I learned some of the things that I'm sharing with you, and while I was operating that day, he said he'd do that. And this was some, several days later. I wasn't even thinking about it. Just as plain I mean just as plain As I'm talking to you Right in here Sound like to me I found out later it wasn't But that's what it sounded like to me It was Right in there Said you got that tape on there backwards And you're erasing What you put on there wall while ago. I thought you can't be <laughs> serious Oh <laughs> I reached up and stopped that thing And run it back a little bit And play I didn't ride and do that And I thought well wonder what's the matter with me and I, I went, got it all straightened up again, got turned it on, I was sitting there, and I was just sitting there praying a little bit. And the said, said, uh, You got that thing on there wrong now. You got it on on backwards. This was about 15, 20 minutes later. I said, You got that thing on there backwards. I said, Do you really suppose I? And I reached up there and stopped. Wasn't anything wrong with it that time? And I stopped right where I was. I said, Father, what's the matter with me? I said, I'm hearing you just as plain. Telling me that, I said, just as plain as I ever heard anything in my life, I heard you say to me that that's on there backwards. He said, that wasn't me. I said, sure, it did sound like it. He said, I know it, but it wasn't me. I said, who was it? He said, that's the spirit of false prophecy. He said, he mocks me. And said, if you don't know who he is, a lot of times you're liable to repeat him and get the wrong thing. I said, my goodness gracious, I, got, I can't afford that. Oh, no, no. I said, I, I, I believe I'll not say nothing anymore. Man, if that's what's a, 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 roaming around out there. He said, no, wait a minute, just go on about your business and forget it. He said, I'm going to show you the difference. said, you asked me and prayed for this, and I'm going to show you the difference in them. He said, "I'm going to open your ears and let, and I'm going to have him speak to you." And he said, "You will hear the difference." And I said, well, "All right." So I went on about my business. Directly, he said something else to me about like the, about the same order that you've done this wrong. And I heard him. Why, man, it wasn't it didn't even sound anything like what I'd been listening to. Did you ever hear somebody imitate a movie star or impersonate somebody else and you thought, i tell you, he sounds just exactly like that old boy. And then the guy he was imitating come on the scene almost at the same time and say something you think, well, he didn't sound anything like him. When you got the real article in there at the same time, that phony one had to step down. Isn't that right? Well, he can't imitate God that well. And when you've ever heard... The real one You'll never listen to him again Now you following that? The only way I ever got there Was being committed To obey the voice Of my own spirit To do what I receive Honestly Not just do it part of the time The other time just kind of play at it Okay, a few days later I'd gone to a meeting up in Oklahoma And I was preaching there and oh I'll tell you things were just going great And I was I'd been there about a week And I was walking from the little trailer house Where we were staying Down to the church house Which was only a few blocks away And I was walking down there And I've been praying all afternoon See God is a spirit folks You can't contact him in the flesh You have to contact him in the spirit And you do it with faith That's the force of the world of the spirit And the word of God These are the things that function in that world and you get your flesh involved and you fail. You get your flesh in there and begin to depend on it, the way you pray and how you pray and how loud and how soft and, and, and how many times you've been baptized and, and all that sort of thing. And my friend, in, the, in these kind of operations that I'm talking about, those kind of things will get you right back over where you were. Spiritually deaf. See? He's speaking now. It isn't that God's not speaking. We've been too spiritually dense to hear. You don't go out and sit down in your automobile and turn on the radio and not get anything and go call the station and say you boy, a station and putting out. It's not saying anything. I turned my car radio on and couldn't hear a word. Well, what's the first thing you do? Go check the tuner. See if the radio set's working. You know the station's putting out. That's where our problem has been, is in the receiver, the tuner. Your antenna's probably bent. This is where the praise of God comes in, and meditation in the Word of God. And Get your antennas up and get them straightened out, pray God. And start listening, see? Listen. Don't just listen while you're driving to work. Get up an hour early and go in there before God and say, If you've got anything to say to me, say on, Lord. I'm here to hear. Praise God. I want to hear about today's work. I want to hear about what I'm in for today in the name of Jesus. And you may get up in there an hour later and think, well, I didn't hear anything. But it's not his fault. It's got to be mine. But I'm just going to praise you anyway. I know I got it in my heart. I just haven't deciphered it yet. It'll come up there. It'll come up. Praise God. And God will lead you somebody to share it with you. You will get it one way or the other. And I'm walking along the street here praising God. And all of a sudden, just kind of out of nowhere, you know, I heard this. It said, uh, now you'll you will need, when this meeting's over with, you will need to contact a man in a certain town and gave me the man's name and said I want you to cancel your schedule that you have because you did that wrong and we're going to go down there and you're going to have a meeting there and it's going to be a a great and tremendous meeting and said I'm going to do some outstanding things and this is going to be a turning point in your ministry and while I'm hearing all of this you know I just just thought (laughs) wow I'm just dancing along the sidewalk there and and uh, just thoroughly enjoying what I was receiving from the Lord. And that day I had read concerning Joshua where the word of God says, and his fame went, went out throughout the land. You know, God's one who caused it. And, and uh, while I was walking along there, just as plain, I heard this where it said, and, and your fame is going to go throughout the land. I said, nope, whoa, 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 right there, right there. Just hold it right there. I'm not going another step further, and I just stopped right where I stood, right out there on the street corner in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Sheridan and Admiral, right there on the Boy, I'll never forget it. Long as day I live, I lifted both hands right there. I could care less what the people around there thought. I'm dealing with God and somebody else. Evidently, I'm smart enough to know. That God's not in the business of uplifting men; He uplifts Jesus. And I lifted both hands right there and I said, Now, Father, let me tell you something. If that's you speaking to me, if that's you doing the talking, I'm sorry, sir, but you'll have to forget it. I said, I've got my life based on your word. And I'm not going to do one single solitary thing that, that, that I don't witness to in my spirit. I'm not taking a step that would cause me to want my own fame lifted up. Neither am I going to take that step. If that was you, you'll have to forgive me, sir, and work it out some other way because I'm not smart enough to know the difference. And in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to act on that. And you know what? He said, that's fine. You go right on like you're doing. I'll take care of it. I never thought about it another minute. I rolled a care of it over on the Lord and walked off. I thought, well, now, I wonder if that whole thing was the devil or half of it or what. And I thought, well, I care less. What of it was it of the devil? God will teach me. God will teach me. But I'm not going to move on one thing I can't put my finger on in that word. And when you get that way, God can trust you to teach you. Now, some of you would act on anything that had a dazzle to it. An angel come walking in there and go, and you'd take it just because he had a shine about him. Well, the Bible says that the devil's transformed into an angel of light. And even an angel of God come preaching any other gospel except for this one, let him be accursed. See? See, now the reason A lot of you haven't been hearing anything Is because you wouldn't know The voice of God If you did hear it You won't act on it If you do hear it Unless you hear it In some physical way And then anything That is physical manifestation You take it Why you throw your Bible down And say, I don't need that Bless God, I see angels And you have all kinds of doctrines Running up and down the road today Just because of that You know, baptized head first Or (laughs) something (laughs) Some other dumb Something just as stupid Got it from some angel or something Had a vision A lot of stuff going around Comes from some fellow's vision I was preaching in church one time God poured out his power I'll tell you there was so much going on around there it, it, Just like it has been here You couldn't even stay up with it And the fellow came in there less than six weeks later And preached just the opposite and said It ain't God's will to heal you I had a vision An angel told me It wasn't God's will to heal me And then for me to go around and tell everybody that and they all got sick and they were well. Boy, I got there. Well, I mean, after all, that Brother Copeland preaching couldn't have been so, because, I mean, after all, this fellow had a vision. Well, now, which one are we going to believe, the Bible or a vision? You got a vision that operates there in your living room all the time. Go believe that one. That's a vision. You can get all kinds of stuff, but you're not basing your faith on it, don't think. You better not. Can you see what I'm saying to you? These things have to be said. They have to be done. God's not trying to rob us. God's not trying to to put a bondage around us. He's trying to set us free. He's trying to put us in a position where we can see something. He's trying to put us in a position where we can operate on His level, along with Him and not be food. When you get in an area like that, uh, uh, even uh, some sort of angel anything else walk up to you and throw you some line of stuff that's not in the Word of God and tell you, I can get out of here. I don't have to believe you. Jesus is Lord, and I don't have to believe that stuff. The Bible says try every spirit. Try him. Put it on him. Most of them, all they would have to do is just, you know, and you'd think, that's got to be God. That's just got to be God. No, it didn't. You following what I'm saying to you? I can almost hear some of his head running. I wished I could just pop it open and stuff it all in there because I know what it'll do. But you get in an area like this, you're going to have to take it with your heart. You're going to have to take it one step at a time. Right then, I didn't know. I found out later that that was God up to that point and Satan got in there and threw a little bit in there to throw me off. And if I'd have followed it, I'd have gone down there believing for fame instead of the word of God. And I'd have got me in some kind of trouble. He'd have put me out of business in a hurry. You've seen, you've seen it happen, have you? I found out later. I went right on like I was going. I didn't change one thing. Not one thing assignment, not one single schedule, not one thing. I didn't even say anything to anybody about it, just went on down the road and I said, I know you're gonna take care of things. And do you know the man in Shreveport called me. God went around that thing and I and and just waited a few days till I got my obligations out of the way and he went around the way and we still came out just exactly where God wanted it to come out. And in the meantime, I learned more about the voice of the Lord. I began to learn more about hearing His voice. I began to learn more about the way He operated. And now, as we operate, I'm still learning. Thank God I am still learning. And in these areas like this, I hear the voice of God Himself. I hear it just as plain as I'm talking to you. I hear it just as plain. If you get yourself over in the line here where you're dealing in physical things all the time then be disciplined enough to where you don't just stand up and just say, well, this is what God's saying. But get involved with God, get before God, listen to God, and put yourself in a position where your spirit's in the ascendancy and shuts your head off. Thank God for being able to pray in tongues. If it takes five minutes or five days, it doesn't make any difference. You can pray until that mind's unfruitful and shut that thing down and get in a position to be able to hear the voice of God. And brother, you're in a position to succeed then. I was in a meeting one time. And God was dealing with me on this. And he said, I don't ever want you to move in the natural There's only a couple of times that I've ever been right up face to face with it like this. And this was one of the first meeting I'd ever had out on my own. We'd been going three or four days. I was afraid. Things were happening I didn't know anything about. First time I'd ever been out in a situation where there was not a pastor and already a congregation to to help me and listen and, and to be assistance to me. And I remember thinking when I got into that, I thought, you know what, I I've seen more I've seen more Satan's power in a week than I knew existed when I got out there on my own. And I'd been preaching in this place, old abandoned drugstore building. And I'd been preaching in it for about three days. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it at the time, but there was a group of people that were that had their mind made up, you know, I wasn't gonna preach there. I didn't know that. So one night, there was a lady seated over to my right. And I was preaching, been preaching there all evening, and right at the point I was just about ready to say what God had been building up wanting me to say. And she began to speak out with other tongues, just as loud as she could holler. And you know, you know what, that's just like standing up and getting a big barrel of water and just pour it all over everybody in there when you get it out of line with God I said lady could you hold that for a minute until I get through and she got a little bit louder I said lady could you hold that she just kept going I said lady please till I get through she just kept going I said in the name of Jesus shut up And if she did anything, she got louder. Well, boy, but this time I thought, you know, anybody that hell bent on getting that out, i let her have it. And so I just stood there and waited. I waited and waited and she kept going and going and going and going. And she kept on and on and on and on and on. I thought, boy. And finally, I forgot what I was talking about. I really did. I forgot what it went that long. And when she got through speaking with other tongues, she commenced in English. And she prophesied. Didn't say anything, just talked on and on and on and on. And by the time she quit, I just stood there. I was completely stumped. I thought, boy. And I thought, well, if I said this out loud. I said, if, if we're not going to learn anything out of what I was talking about before, then we're going to learn something from that. And I said, now, if you don't, you don't speak out and butt in on me in a known language, why would you do it in a language that you don't know? And that's all I got said. And the man seated over there close to her got up and said, Brother Copeland, she's completely, absolutely deaf. She didn't hear a word you were saying. Well, now the whole congregation who had been 100% mad at her is now 100% mad at me. <laughs> Boy, they got their heels in the ground and they are ready to get me. Well, I thought, oh, brother and I stopped and the Spirit of the Lord rose up within me and said don't you move in the natural you do and you're through well frankly I couldn't tell you what I was going to do anything I could mentally think of to do was wrong and so I just stopped I didn't do anything. I just stopped and bowed my head. And within me, I said this I said, You called me to preach your word. You told me to come down here and bless God, I'm here. Now, if I walk off this platform right now, you're going to have to give me the same reward as if I'd won everybody in this town to Jesus. Because I did what you said. I'm in a jam. And I said, from this moment on, until I hear from you, I'm not making any move. I'm not moving off this spot until you tell me which way to go. I said all that in, you know, in in myself, in my spirit man. Did anybody hear me say anything? The Lord said this in me. Call her to the platform and I'll open her ears. I wouldn't have thought of that in 32 years. (laughs) But you see, that's moving in the spirit. That is a spiritual retaliation. I wanted to do something in the natural and there wasn't anything left. Are you following me? But he knew. He knew. He knew. And I looked up and I said, bring her here to me. Then nobody knew what to do except what I said. I laid my hands on her and God healed that woman. Well, we had a some meeting in that town. building filled up. We preached the Word of God and had a meeting. Had a glorious time in the Lord. Had a great time. Never did have any more trouble. Never have had any more trouble up until now, praise God. Because I learned something right then. To move in the Spirit and listen to Him. You see, the world of the Spirit is an unlimited world world of operation and he knows every move you and I depend on the flesh you're gonna bomb out you may think if I sing another verse of this hymn maybe the folks will get with me how do you know they're not already with you well I don't feel oh I see Way you feel you follow me Begin by making certain and disciplining yourself to the fact that God is a spirit and I am a spirit and I put His Word first and I'm going to depend on the arm of the Spirit. I'm going to depend on Jesus. I'm going to depend on the things of the Spirit to put me over and not my flesh, praise God. Not the things of my flesh. And I've had it function time and time in another meeting in another place. I've told you already some of the things about it. We just didn't seem like we could have any meeting. So we just took the meeting, went down to the, the ghetto of that town and did what the Word said. I found a place in the Bible where it says when you have a feast, don't invite your friends and your neighbors, but invite the lame, the haunt, and the blind. And so we went hunting them to invite them. We just acted on that, you see. And I want you to know God absolutely showed out. We had to outdo this thing you ever saw in your life. Didn't anybody ever come to that meeting. But we won all kinds of people to Jesus. And one fella came up to me who had been an uh, absolute hoodlum. Came up to me later and said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no, actually, I don't. He said, I came up there to you that day in Lubbock, Texas. And he said, uh, I just want you to know I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. He baptized me in his Holy Ghost. And he said, I, I'm preaching the gospel today. You follow what I'm saying to you? No, you don't know it all. You don't know near all of it. Never will. Neither die. Never will. Until the time comes, we get through with all this down here. But I'll tell you what, there is one that does know it all. There is one that does know it all. And he sticks closer to you than a brother. He'll stick closer to you at times that you just wish you could find out. He's there. Listen. Listen for him. Listen for, not with these things on your head, they'll get you into trouble. Listen with your heart. Listen with the spirit man on the inside. Listen to him. Listen to him. He'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you what to what to say. Jesus said, don't worry about it when you get hauled up in front of magistrates and kings. Your father will speak through you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Let him talk. Praise the Lord. he will probably say something that you... Wonder later if you ought to set it or not. That's all right. He'll get you out of your jam. He'll get you there. Amen. Are you following me? Say amen if you are. Amen. I just want to know if you still there. <laughs> Folks, this is getting over in the area that people have wondered about for centuries. This gets over into the area where the great minds have tried to deal and couldn't. And some man had come out of the backwoods of Tennessee and speak forth things that were phenomenal to the minds of thinkers and would confound the thinker. And some man come out of the hills of Oklahoma or some other guy come out of the backwoods up a little old place called Bethlehem. Little old bitty jerkwater town. Ain't nobody ever knew anything over there. Little old bitty place, particularly the old boy over there. There wasn't nothing but a goat herder. Had a bunch of sheep and goats and stuff. Had a bunch of boys. Some of them served in the army, but they didn't amount nothing much. But they had one little old boy out there that was so little that nobody paid attention to him much, and he just kind of was a sheep herder, and his name was David. And God would take a little old rinky-dink boy like that and, and change the course of the universe with him just because he'd listened to him. He stood up before that king and said, Don't worry about it, king. I'll take your giant for you. He won't be that uncircumcised dog, won't be any different than, than the lion and the bear. And then he told that giant, he said, I'm not coming at you with a sword in my hand, I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. <laughs> that little fellow knew his business, didn't he? Mr. Giant Rube threw back his head like that and said, ha, ha, ha. And when he got his head back up here like this, that rock went right there. Right up underneath that helmet. While the world laughs at you, They're falling over on their back with a rock in their head. Amen? Just because you can hear the voice of God. And you may stand in the dark some night alone. Stand there when all your family said you're crazy and stand there when all the rest of the world says you're nuts just because you firm, stand on the word of God and all the rest of the folks around there in church and all the rest of them say you're nuts and we're not going to go that way. And, and after all, Brother Copeland, after all, wouldn't it be a lot easier this way? No, bless God, it's not. I tried that and failed. And you just stand there and you think I must be so alone It looks like it would be So much easier But I've made my mind up My faith is going to put me over And I'll not be led by any voice Except the voice of my God And he's more than enough And right about that time You don't hear maybe anything Except just go And that's enough That's enough Go Or maybe just wait. Or it's okay. Just that much of it. Right in here. On the island of Jamaica one night. A woman come running down off the mountain screaming, my daughter's dead, my daughter's dead. And I just stood there and she ran right by me. It was dark. You couldn't see her. The man that's standing next to me, she like knocked him down. She ran. You you absolutely could not see. It was that dark. And there's a fellow standing right here behind me with a flashlight in his hand. And... I, it, you know what, well, you know how something like that it just all happened in a matter of seconds like that and I'm standing around here kind of looking and that house was up on top of a, a side, up on the side of the hill and it was about 25, 30 steps at least, maybe more than that up that hill to the house and it was 150, 200 steps away and up and I'm standing there and I, I you know, I'm trying to catch up with the commotion and everything and right In here, just as plain, go. That's all I heard. Go. Before I thought, I turned and grabbed that flashlight, yanked it out of that guy's hand, and I don't ever remember getting to that hill. I do remember hitting it about halfway in the middle. I have no idea how I got up that hill. I could care less. I got inside there. The girl was laying there dead, had been dead, For a long time, she didn't come to church that night. She was the pastor's granddaughter. And to make a long story short, within the next 20 minutes, God raised her from the dead and used me to minister life to her. Well, now, you see, if there had been a time that I did not know how to listen to God, I didn't know how, I had never ever entered and and began to listen to God, he could have said, go so loud and have busted that mountain. I never would have heard him. And if I had heard him and got up there, I wouldn't know what to do next. Run an ad in the paper. That's about all I know to do. Sing 96. Let's all gather together and sing a doxology. I stood there and looked at that girl. I didn't know what to do. But these words came to me just as plain. Minister life to her. So I just did what I was told. I walked in my mama's aunt's deathbed room room. Where they had called my mama on the telephone and said, If you're going to see your aunt before she dies, you better get here now back in that area of days I started to tell you about a ago, she, uh, Mama was just beginning to learn and I had seen some of these things I'd grasp them man I didn't know I'd, I'd, I didn't know just exactly about much how to use much of it but I had seen into it and I saw where there was a world of victory where a man could stand on the word of God even when he couldn't see anything else and God had caused it to come to pass and I wasn't about to tell it with my mouth what I was doing because I really didn't know. I really couldn't tell you what I was doing. I was just acting on the word of God and some things that I had seen and learned. Now my mama's a long-time Christian and a strong believer, and you don't go around, you know, telling you your folks to change the way they've been doing anyhow. And I, we'd just come into town. We'd live in another city and we sat down there at the table and, and Mama had fixed up some eggs and stuff and I was sitting there and, and had not yet taken the first bite of those eggs. And I took a fork, scoop of it, you know, and the phone rang and they turned, they told her that on the telephone. Well, you know, the natural thing to do is, you know, let's go. She's dying. Laying up in that hospital, dying. Well, now on the inside of me, I did the same way but I've learned to discipline myself and wait and let's see what God's got to say here before we go running off jump off you know into something here it don't take long cause you don't have to go wake him up or find him out at the creek bank somewhere he's already there and uh, I knew it when she's on the telephone I knew something's wrong and the Lord said to me right then I said what what should I do what, what should I do in this The Lord spoke to me and said, arrest the spirit of death. I said, spirit of death, in the name of Jesus, I arrest you. Now, if I'd have been dependent on my flesh or anything except what God had said, I'd have probably jumped up and run around in a circle or something, you know, shouting, throwing salt over my shoulder or something. (laughs) But all he said do was arrest the spirit of death. So I did that. And I took my fork and started eating my egg. on the inside I'm going. Prum, 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 prum. <laughs> Mama said, My God, man, come on. We got to go. I said, No, I'm gonna finish my supper first. She said, They told me Ain't Is a dying. If we want to see her before she died, I'd have to get down there. I said, Well, I'll be ready. See, if I if I fall for that. Then I've got to admit the spirit of death was not arrested Now God said it all I'm doing is following his lead Now everybody else around me thought I was nuts I don't care I finished my eggs I didn't know what they taste like but the devil don't know that So don't you tell him okay And and so I, I got it and mama said come on now let's go I said no I got to wash my face and and put on a clean shirt my lord she said i will do it to her i went back there and got my shirt and put it on she thought i'd lost my mind (laughs) all the way down there i said he that's within me is greater than he that's in the world he that is within that's first john four four he that's within me is greater than him trying to kill my aunt and he that's within me is greater than he that's in that hospital he that's within me is the great one he's in there He's in there. Thank God. And I've done what he said. I'm operating in his word. I've done what he said. And everything he says to me, I'll do it. I walked in that room and uh, her daughter was on the telephone. I said, "Lord, put that telephone down now. And she put that phone down. And you you thought somebody knocked it out of her hand. And there was another crowd standing around over here talking, carrying on. I said, he that's within me is greater than, than he that's involved over there. They would brought that poor old soul in there, you see, and just brought her in there to die. And they've done all they could do One of use used to fooling with her anymore brought in there and done And uh, I, I walked up there And I'm still listening see I got my Bible in my hand And I'm still standing there listening And just as plain as I'm talking to you Right in here Right in here I heard it in words Read the 23rd Psalm to her Well now my head said Well what are those people over there Going to think you stand over there Reading that dead woman I said no I'm going by this one I don't care what my head said said, well, what are they going to think about you? I said, well, bless God, they don't even know me. I don't care what they think. They've been thinking it anyhow. <laughs> I turned over there to the 23rd Psalm and I read it to her. I said, ain't I, I said, the Lord's instructed me to read to you the 23rd Psalm and I'm going to do it. And I just started reading. And everybody in there looked You know, poor thing. Mama knew what I was doing. But she, she hadn't followed the steps I was doing until I think by the time we got over there. She, she saw, you know, the way I was operating. Boy, she just folded in there with me. And then the Lord said, read the last half of the 33rd Psalm. So I did that. And it didn't make good sense to me, but I know he knows his business. See, he knew what her heart needed to hear. And that spirit man in her life is that body that's having trouble. And then when I got through that, he said, "Speak." Uh, said, "Read the first half of the thirty-fourth psalm." I read that to her, and I got through. I just stood there. He said, "Now speak words of life to her." I said, "Ain't I in the name of Jesus of Nazareth? I speak words of life to you." She's still living. There. Just as still, I I don't know, but what maybe she she had her body had already begun to die because you there was no pulse that you couldn't detect any pulse and just as plain the Lord now see I could have gone off and prayed a bunch of stuff I'd heard of before but there's no use in that mess the Lord said tell her to open her eyes and to praise me now she's good dear Baptist born again woman spent years in the southern Baptist church and I expect she had never praised God three times in her life. Didn't know how. Never heard of that. She lay in there on her back. And I was standing there. I said, Ain't hey, I open your eyes and praise God? And her eyes looked like his own springs. And she said, Praise his holy name. And looked over at me. She said, Kenneth, where'd you come from? Now, right at that point, I wasn't a bit interested in what that other bunch thought of me. (laughs) (laughs) Mama said, that thing right there is what's the matter with her. There's something filled up in her chest that's choking her heart off. And and she's not in condition. where they could operate on us. That's what's the matter with her. I reached my hand over there, and I said, in the name of Jesus. And that thing just went, poof, like that went gone. How long did she live, Mama? Three, four years, I guess, wasn't it? Five. Wasn't thing wrong with her when she died. Just went on home to be with Jesus. It wasn't time for her to go. Well, anyway, it's time for her to go. When she did go, the Lord spoke to my mama. Mother driving down the road and said, go over there. And she went and got her some flowers and went over there to see her. She said, come on, sister, I'm going in here in, the, in my room. And went in the bedroom in there and sat down. And, and uh, they talked there for a little while about Jesus and a few things. And I don't know the details too. If you don't know the details You'll have to ask mama I wasn't there but she was And in a few minutes While she, she told her She said yeah I've been seeing him For several days here was well, anything wrong with her physically She just sat down there in her chair Just kind of leaned back in her chair While mama was there praying with her mother started praying in the spirit And, and uh, so she just kind of leaned back And she prayed there in tongues For a minute or two And just went on home now, isn't that a better way? Isn't that a better testimony? Isn't that a better way to go? I'll tell you what. She'd have gone the same place with the same Lord and been just as happy today as she is now if she'd have gone the first time, but there would have been no testimony to Jesus in it. And we could have gone hysterical, you know, and, and slung our, our clothes around or something and, went, and run down there and then had us a funeral and that'd have been all of that. But God said something. God said something. God said something, and we was able to do something about it. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's the five steps for the development of the recreated human spirit. And if you'll put them into operation, I'll guarantee you they'll work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's stand on our feet and praise God for what we've learned.